Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. We say this all the time, but I am super excited for today's episode. I've got a gentleman on today who I've had the privilege of getting to know and we've had a, I I wouldn't say a ton of conversations, but every time I have talked with Wyatt Graves, I just um, am enlightened, um, I'm empowered, and I'm just excited about the future. And also, uh, this guy has one heck of a story. So I know when we, you know, start diving into the four questions and you yeah, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to tap into some of this, but you hear where he's been and where he's at and where he's going. Uh, you guys are just going to be inspired by this story. So Wyatt, I appreciate you being on the show and just, you know, sharing your amazing story with, with, uh, with our people. Man, I'm excited to be here. Cool. If you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be? Oh, man. Um, if the question is one, which is hard. Right. Uh, You know, from a very early age, I had a vision of what I wanted. And so um, I've I've been compelled to follow that vision uh, for as long as I can remember. I mean, you can ask people that used to babysit me before I was even old enough to um, to stay by myself. And they would ask, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I would always say I'm going to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. And in some various variation or another, you might have caught me when I would say I was going to be a millionaire um, instead of a business owner. But from a very early age, and I don't know where it came from, but I've always had a vision that I would be an entrepreneur, business owner and wealthy. And, um, you know, for many different reasons, but nonetheless, I've always had that vision. So into high school, into college, outside of college, I never changed my degree. I never changed my major. I've always set out to chase that vision of being a business owner uh, and self-employed. So that's, that's probably what I would say if I had to have just one. Yeah. It is really hard to do just one. <laughs> it is. It is, man. Cause there's so many people so many lessons that have impacted my world and had a great impact on everything that I have today. And so to, you know, weed all of those out and get, just get to one thing, it's, it's difficult, but nonetheless, I would say having a vision of where I want to end up. I love it. I'm going to skip to question number four, because you just kind of touched on it. So I'll give you a, a second opportunity, but who has had the greatest impact on your life? Knowing that I would have to answer that question, I spent time, um, finding some clarity on how I wanted to answer it. And really for the purpose of this show and and where I'm at in my world today, I have to give credit to Jeff Woods. Mm. Jeff Woods is who, um, you know, he he had an ad on Facebook for a uh, for a online mastermind called The Inner Circle. And I said yes to that and started following him and that led me to a goal setting retreat that he had in Austin back in 2017, I think it was. And from meeting him uh, and the people that he has introduced me to, my world has just drastically changed more in the last four or five years than 
ever before. And so I have to give credit to Jeff. Um, he's been a big supporter of me. He's been a coach. He's been a uh, business partner on, on the business that I bought from him. And um, he's just introduced me to people that have been game changers. So I have to, I have to give Jeff all that credit. You know, I love that. And, and I think you and I discussed this, but we, we actually went to the couple's goal setting retreat in Austin. And that year, you know, they asked the question there, um, you know, the, I, I forget how they asked it, but they were talking about like, who, who are the stakeholders in your life that you, that basically you rely on them for your paycheck. And even though most of us were business owners, like we had to take this inventory of the people that work for us and, and our key people and key roles in our life, um, that really, you know, help, help feed us. If you want to think about it, that wealth way. determiners, wealth determiners. Thank you for um, yep. that, that word. But, you know, my, my wife, Karen, and I, we, we look back to that event in so many ways because we've always loved working with couples and we've always been goal setters. But coming out of that event, um, it changed Kara's trajectory. And, you know, one of the things, I, I won't go off on this too far, but, you know, we spent the first, uh, well, I mean, from the time I was basically 21 having kids until my daughter just graduated, like the last 25 years, we've spent like really focused on being like, you know, the best couple we could be and the best parents we could be. And, but along the way, we always loved working with other couples and that goal setting and everything else. And Kara's, Kara's goal in life was to be the best mom she could possibly be. And when we were sitting in that event, um, not that our parenting lives are over or anything else, but she started having this awakening and this epiphany that, you know, our kids were basically entering a new season and a new phase. And that just sent us on this trajectory of, of number one, her really looking at like, what do I want the next 20 years of my life to look like? And that kind of set her on this mode of like wanting to work with, you know, women and and help them. And, and I just saw a spark in her that weekend in Austin. And then we started, you know, talking about goal setting and couples work. And, you know, today we've got the couples mastermind and we're getting ready to expand that. And Jeff Woods, same, yeah. like, same thing, man. Yeah. And it, so I think we were at the same retreat. This was 2017. It was the first goal setting retreat that he hosted. And of yeah. course, I went to several after that. But um, anyway, I think we had determined that we we're at the same same retreat, even though we didn't uh, know each other or even meet there. You know, and it's crazy when you get into those little, you know, those little crossroads there. And, and uh, you know, you mentioned Ron, even like, Ron Patolsky and, you know, you connected me with him and I don't know, you just know, even though we haven't really spent a lot of time together, you just know that there's certain people that your roads, your paths cross for a certain reason. And it's just interesting, you know, having you and I just keep crossing, but it all came from Jeff and, you know, where does this go? It's just crazy. It is. And that's why he gets all the credit. And, you know, he, he's the one that introduced me to Jim Rohn. I, even being in business and having a business degree, I never had learned of Jim Rohn. And I certainly had not heard of his quote uh, that you become like the five people you spend the most time with. And it was because of Jeff's inner circle engagement with me that I knew that quote and went into the goal setting retreat where I decided I would upgrade my ticket to a VIP ticket. Mm. And I upgraded my ticket at that goal setting retreat to the VIP section because I just thought and assumed that other people who valued VIP status and setting goals is who I wanted to be around. And it was from that uh, seating arrangement that I met the people who invited me to Jeff's private mastermind. Mm. And from there, I met Justin Donald. And from Justin, I met David Osborne. 
Mm-hmm. And from there, I joined GoBundance and have met you and all the other people over the last four or five years since joining. And that is, you know, that's the trajectory. That's the, that's the environment. That's all the, that's all the influences that have helped uh, exponentially change my world. You know, I, I love it. And um, it's exciting because just we were talking off camera and just watching kind of your journey, uh, which I think we'll probably get into some of this, but even the fact, you know, that you have the mentee podcast and you're launching the mastermind community and all of that stuff together is really exciting. And a quick story on that. Um, we just this last weekend, we went to Montana, um, where a good dear friend of ours who we're actually getting ready to launch a luxury vacation rental fund with, he's just an amazing human. I've gotten to know him pretty well. And his wife just did a, um, a surprise 40th birthday party for him in Montana. So couples, eight different couples flew in from all over. He had no idea that we were all coming together. We got an Airbnb and we're sitting around and somebody put this post on Instagram. Um, we were sitting around in this private um, dining room that's been there since like the 1850s in this lodge. And, wow. and as we're going around the room, there's eight different couples there. And uh, the girl that put this post up said it this way, and it just hit me right between the eyes. And you know, you're talking about getting in Jeff's mastermind and paying for the VIP ticket. And, you know, I've been asked so many times and Karen, I say this all the time, like you've got to pay to get in the room. And I've had people even say, well, it feels like you're buying friends or whatever. And I don't care what you call it. At the end of the day, when I was looking around this room and the way that that girl put that post together, there was eight couples that have become amazing friends. We all flew in from all over the country to celebrate one of the most amazing humans ever. And one girl connected the dots. We all met at some point in time through different masterminds. So we all paid, if you want to put it that way, we paid to be friends with every single one of these people that are in that room at some point in time. But now we've become amazing, you know, uh, we've had these amazing connections and become amazing friends. And that's just what happens in these communities. And a lot of people don't understand that. Well, and we keep paying for them. So it must have a great return. (laughs) It'd be one thing if we paid to get into the mastermind, meet these people, and then we quit paying. Mm-hmm. But if I add up the amount of money that I've paid for masterminds over the last five years, it's well over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And um, and I'm also sharing with you that my life has changed. <laughs> my life today is drastically different than it was five years ago. And there's a common denominator. It's the people that are in my world. And yes, I had to pay to get to there uh, and to meet them. And I'm glad to continue paying it. Yeah, I love it. And you know, part of that mastermind process, and I'd love your thoughts on this. I love the Jim Rohn quote, by the way, and I've actually had the privilege of um, getting to know um, Kyle Wilson. I don't know if you've ever met Kyle Wilson, but he was Jim Rohn's business partner. So he was the guy behind the scenes. Um, and I I went to a mastermind, the real estate guy's mastermind. And through that, I met Kyle Wilson and became friends with him. And uh, my business partner is actually one of Kyle's greatest friends. And wow. Kyle was like the guy behind the scenes. And that that quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I looked, I, when I first started hearing that, I looked around myself in this little town of Elko, Nevada, which is an amazing place. And it made me the success that I am today. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that great community. But also I started realizing like, I needed to be around, you know, people that were thinking bigger. And I had this realization, like, I thought I was going to live in that town the rest of my life. And I had a realization that I didn't need to necessarily find them in that community. I could travel. And so I joined my first mastermind. And that's where I met Kyle Wilson. But the reason why I'm sharing this is like, when we, you you talked about, you know, keep paying to be in those rooms. The, I love 
I love the phrase that he came up with. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But also, I've been pondering this for the last couple of years. If I want to find a new group of people, like who do I have to become in order for those five people to let me into their world? Because Mm. we're always looking for us to average or level up our average. But the reality is, you know, if if we start thinking about the five people that are already in a group or they're already in a room and I'm asking them to to join them and be a part of it, we also have to start thinking about like, you know, who do I have to become? And it's through these masterminds and and coaches and mentors and like you, the mentee podcast and, and the mastermind group. It's through these groups that we get to change our mindset and become that better version of ourselves. And I think people miss that sometimes. Yeah, we're always looking for, you know, leveling up and and finding five new friends, whatever that means to you. But the reality is you've got to make some of those changes in order for people to let you into their world. Man, there was a book that I that agreed 100%. There's a book called The Last Arrow. And uh, I just read it recently and it's talking about um, going to your deathbed with an empty quiver Mm. and how many people die with unused potential. And this author's uh, call to action is to to die with an empty quiver. And if I had time to find the notes, I'd share with you the specific quote. But basically what it helped me realize is that I always have approached since learning of the Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I've always approached life as where do I want to be? Who's already there? And I need to go get into a relationship with those people. And that is partly how I've had such transformation in such a short amount of time. But when I read The Last Arrow, what I learned in that book is my desire or my um decision to play small. I'm not the only one that loses. So do the people who are counting on me to be their five or one of their five. So it's to your point, who do you have to become in order to be somebody else's five? Those people that you want to get in their room, who do they need you to become so that you're one of their five? And your lack of playing big and all out and leaving no arrow left in the quiver, you're not the only one that loses, but so do all the other people that need you to be who you're meant to be. They're mm-hmm. counting on you. And if you don't do that, then it's you see, like it's just exponential. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, this book is just like this call to like rise up and go conquer the dang world, man. And never, I mean, it. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. It gets me fired up, but it's, a, and it's an incredible book. But to your point, we are somebody else's five. We're part of somebody else's five. And what a great privilege that is. You know, and I love that you said that because there's probably people listening right now. And I know you and I have discussed this first and foremost, but also deal with it. I think a lot of people look at a Wyatt Graves and you got the mentee podcast and you're launching this amazing mastermind. And, you know, you talked about the culture that you're building and you got this great business organization. And I think people look at someone like you and they're like, man, if only I could do that, you know, why is Wyatt so like confident? And, you know, he's, I think they, I think most people sit back and think that you're something, I love what you said about, you know, you're the narrowing it down to the one thing you've been really clear on what you wanted, but I think a lot of people think that, you know, well, yeah, Wyatt's really clear on what he wants. So it must be easy for him to show up every day and produce the content and get in front of the video. All of this is hard. And I think what you just said there is so important because if you can't find the strength to push through, you know, the insecurities and, you know, who's listening and all of that stuff for yourself, 
it, it repositions that for me hearing you say what you said, because the reality is, yes, there's Tony Robbins in the world. So why would Wyatt Graves or Mike Ayala start a podcast or, or do anything else when there's, because people need you in a way that, that they don't want or need or relate to Tony Robbins. And I think so many people are probably listening right now that have a podcast in them. They have a mastermind in them. They have a business they want to launch. You know, they have a book they want to write or whatever, and they're scared to do it. And they think, well, that's good for Wyatt. Wyatt can do that. Wyatt's not scared of anything, but that's not good for me. It's so true, man. Um, and I tell people all the time, I knew that I needed to be a people person from a young age. And I was filled with shame, low self-esteem, didn't know any. I mean, I, I was just so green and I just just so many things about where I grew up and my, my uh, life experiences. Um, but I deliberately decided that I would run for the class president mm. of my high school class and that I would take on leadership roles as a forcing function before I even knew what the words forcing function was. Mm. I just knew that I needed to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I deliberately put myself in those positions and I screwed up and I failed and I was embarrassed and I've been humiliated and I've made bad decisions. I mean, I had to give the speech in my 11th grade year for the ring ceremony. And I just shared the story this week and I, I had typed the, the notes so big that I could just read them while I was talking faster than I could flip the pages and lost track. And then I just ditched the the. Uh, papers and started to talk and I forgot to introduce the principal. We forgot to say the pledge. It was a total disaster. That was 22 years ago. You know what I mean? So it's so easy for me to, for people to say exactly what you just said and think that um, it just comes easy. It just comes naturally because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, and, and that leads me to a word that I, I wrote in preparation for our call, which is courage. Mm. And I think that courage has carried me in a lot of ways when nothing else could have. And what is courage? Courage is moving towards a goal with an unknown result without knowing if it's going to happen or not. You feel the fear and do it anyway. That's courage. And um, you have to have courage to explore new things, to take new risks, to take bigger chances or bigger risk, more chances. And that's what I have consistently done. If you could look back over my life with all the trials and the tribulations and the issues that I've been through, I faced every one of them with courage. I didn't know what the future would hold. And I still took action towards a desired vision and things happen and things got better. And now I'm where I'm at. And um, you know what? I'm still scared to death to do certain things. Uh, we're getting ready to close on one of the biggest uh, multifamily deals of my career. And um, it's scary as hell. <laughs> it's scary as hell. There's imposter syndrome that still seeps in and it says, oh, you don't deserve this. You don't know what you're doing. This thing's going to fail. Um, are you sure to be sure to be sure? And I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. And, uh, and so courage is so important. I love it, man. What was your greatest setback and what did you learn from it? Um, I've got three. So I, I wanted to just share those three. One, uh, just growing up in a broken family. Um, and, and we were business partners as well. So I graduated high school, became business partners with my mom and dad. And, um, it was a broken family. And when things got, uh, really bad, um, 
my parents got divorced. Uh, my mom was um, addicted to pain pills and she was my business partner and we were in childcare. And so those, you know, it's, you you probably could hide that, get away with it in certain fields, but you can't do it in the daycare world. And uh, so that was a big deal for them to get divorced and um, and for the business partnerships to, to break up and um, to try to survive. And then um, that was also met with the recession in 2008 and nine. And those effects uh, lingered for me as I tried to hang on to everything that we had and uh, went broke in 2012. And then following that in 2016, South Louisiana had 21 straight days of rain. All of our rivers and ditches filled up and there was nowhere for the water to drain. And so we started to flood and 100,000 houses and businesses flooded in 2016. And that was just four years after going broke and having to restart again. And so my house had three feet of water. My businesses had everything was flooded. All of our spec houses were flooded. The developments were flooded. The subcontractors were flooded. I mean, they didn't even have tools to come back once the water went away to come and rebuild the house. They all flooded. Mm-hmm. And so that was, um, that was sort of, if you look back, those are sort of three big uh, rocks that uh, were setbacks and that we've had to overcome. And what I've learned in, in all three of those, really, Mike, is that life happens for you, not to you. Mm-hmm. And as one thing would occur and the next and the next, all I could say is, thank God I've been where I've been because I'm prepared for this. I can handle this because I've already been through that. And so um, hanging on to that notion that life happens for me, not to me, um, and being able to face those trials and uh, issues with courage and to see them through, to have grit, to come to the other side, um, has been a real blessing. And a lot of that is what helps me provide the advice, the knowledge, the coaching, the the skills that I use in my workplace, on the podcast, in the mastermind community. I've been through hell. <laughs> and had I not, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I'm at today with the iterations of life experiences. So um, anyway, that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And you know, really one of the one of the main reasons why, you know, I threw this question in there um from the very beginning. And I don't know, this is probably episode 280 or something. Um, I love this because, you know, so many people, and and we're in a day and age of social media and everything else, and we're always showing the best side of us, right? And, you know, it's guys like you when I get on a call, you and I we jumped on a call, I don't know, it's probably been a year or so ago just to connect. Um, some people had, you know, told us we needed to connect or whatever. And we always, I always, for whatever reason, get to hear that version of Wyatt, but most people, most people just get to hear the good versions of the world. And and that's why really, I appreciate you, um, not only sharing one, but three and, and, and kind of going through that, because when I look at a guy like Wyatt Graves, again, I think most people from the outside, you know, they just see, they see the forward facing, like the general, like he's always leading. And, um, but you know, it's because of what you've been through that makes you the badass that you are. And that's why I love just, you know, talking to guys like you, because the more that I can assemble your years and years and years of good experience, but also bad experience, like to me, that's where the win exists. 
I agree. I, I, I really agree. And the folks in our mastermind community, the people in my world, we do get to talk about some of those things because it's important to me to be real and to be transparent. And, uh, you know, there's a time and a place to share those things. And so if you show up in the right places and enough time, then you get to hear not only my story, but, you know, I'm a big fan of group genius and, and just group thinking and facilitating whole group conversations because all it takes is for me to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to share a piece of my story that is um, sensitive that people wouldn't ordinarily think or want to share. And then somebody else will open up Mm -hmm. and then somebody else will open up. And then all of a sudden you realize, and I learned this from uh, another great mentor of mine. He said that which is most personal is most universal. Mm. And that's what you discover in a group setting when people let their ego and their facade down and they open up about their true self. And when that happens, man, change can happen instantly. Awareness and the good life, as we talk about it, is born because people get to be who God made them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a you look at a Jeff Woods and that authenticity and that vulnerability. I mean, that's one of the things that just makes him an amazing human. And and you too. I mean, um, I I don't know that I really ever put that together. I. I joined GoBundance because I was looking for authentic relationships. And I've always, I've always been a pretty genuine, authentic person, but I didn't have very many relationships where you could go to that place. And that's just what I loved about, I was looking for that authenticity. And that's what I love about GoBundance is just, you know, being in a group of, of guys like that, where we can be vulnerable and authentic. But until you really just said that, that is the theme. When I look at the people that I love and respect and and want to be around the most, that's it right there. Just being open and vulnerable and honest, because like you said, that which is most personal is most universal. I freaking love that statement, man. That's amazing. We had our local uh, meetup last Friday in Lake Charles and <laughs> DJ, who you and I both know from GoBundance. And of course, this is our GoBundance local meetup. He brings us outside on the lawn to lead us in a breath I don't know what it's called, breath work, breath exercise, whatever, but it's something I've never done before. And it's something that um, that where I'm from doesn't happen. <laughs> and if people who I have been around and friends with and grown up with in my family were to see <laughs> what this consisted of, they would absolutely think I have went crazy. Mm-hmm. And what I love about those guys is every one of those guys are hard, driven, ambitious, uh, thriving, uh, manly men. Mm-hmm. And yet we all were vulnerable enough, open-minded enough to go outside in the yard. Some guys took off their shirts because it was a beautiful day and the sun was shining to do this breath work that was 25 breaths, then you hold your breath and you're doing 30 push-ups all while holding your breath and then you're rolling over and you're holding it as much as you can and you're straining with every ounce of everything you have in your body. And then whenever you finally exhale, you let out this long, you, you put sound with your exhale and fall back on the ground. And DJ took a picture of all these dudes laid out in the yard. And man, the, the thing that, that's just why the that's how the magic happens. And that's what I said. I said, I love the fact that this is so weird 
there's nothing wrong with it. It's just weird. It's just different. And everybody is just doing it. Yeah. And there's no judgment. There's no, there's, it's just truly authentic relationships. And in those group settings, man, that's how you're inspired. That's how we all left there. Like I could have left then and been fired up for another quarter, you know, before we meet together again, uh, just from being around other people that um, are just truly genuine people. I love it. I love it too. And it's interesting, you know, these, these traits and characteristics that we're not used to like vulnerability and, and, you know, being, getting personal. And I mean, even physical things like breath work, it's almost like, I know nobody needs permission to do anything, but when Wyatt shows up vulnerable, it almost gives permission. And that's why, you know, again, getting into these groups in these rooms, my, my wife, Kara is actually a, um, she's a certified, um, breath work facilitator and, okay. You know, so we integrate some of this with our couples mastermind and, but even on that note, back to, you know, authenticity and connection and vulnerability, we're doing a couples event this next month uh, in November in Austin and the previous year's couples get to come in and do kind of like a reunion ahead of time. And then we bring in new couples for the second day. Well, this breath work is like, we could do it with all the new couples, but we haven't built that connection and that relationship and the authenticity piece of it. And so, you know, it, it's not that we couldn't do it in the second one, but we choose to do it, you know, with those that we've already gone a little bit deeper with because it's, it's, there's a little bit more intimacy. But my point in all of that was like, you know, getting around somebody who's genuine and authentic and vulnerable like you gives me permission to be the same. No doubt. It is um, in a group setting, right? It's called psychological safety. Mm. I can be, it is, it's, it's a safe place for me to be me. And good facilitators can usher in that psychological safety. And, um, you know, and look, I wouldn't even know about this topic if it weren't for GoBundance and if it weren't for Jeremy Reisig and John Berghoff and those guys that have taught me those things to how to, and how to be a great group facilitator to usher in psychological safety. But every human needs it yeah, so they can be their, their, their true self. So good stuff, man. I love it. Last question. Um, and then we'll kind of go wherever you want to go. What is the single piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most? That goes back to what I said, which um, about clarity, and it is figure out what you want. Mm. Find clarity of your future self, your desired future self. Unless you die, there's a future version of you. And it ain't going to be who you are today. Mm. The question is, are you going to dictate who it is? Mm. Are you going to let the world your environment, the other people dictate who your future self is going to be. Um, I quote Bonnie Ware's research all the time, the hospice nurse who asked patients that were near death, they'd been given their death sentence. They knew that there was no doing it over. Uh, Do you have any regrets? And she recorded what they answered. For five years, she did this. And then she compiled their answers and uh, wrote a blog and then a book about it. And the number one regret of people who were near death is that they'd wished they'd had the courage to live the life they wanted mm. instead of the life they thought others expected them to live. Wow. And so what that means to me is that people are not clear on what they truly want. They might have these little desires here and there, but they let their current relationships, their current circumstances dictate their behavior and their movement towards their desired future self. And then all of a sudden, they get to the end and they have regrets that, that you know, they have arrows left in their quiver. Mm. 
because they didn't get clear on what they wanted. Because if you find clarity around what you want, then it's just a matter of finding the right people to surround yourself with and you become like them. Mm-hmm. Right. So just finding the intentional conversations, whether it's your podcast, mine or anybody else's uh, to speak into their world, to help inspire them, to to follow or to chase their version of their desired future self. So it's just to be clear on who, what, you, what do you want? What do you want? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll add to that. So I'm in the childcare business. That was I, I got my real estate license when I was 19 and bought a childcare center when I was 20. And I lived at home, was not married, did not have kids, but I was driven and a business minded person. So I went to the local elementary school and asked uh, the elementary teachers, hey, if I do a good job, how will you know? How will you know if we do a good job at our child care center? What do these kids need to know? And that opened up the door for um, early childhood development. Mm. And what I learned in that, Mike, is not only just in that space, but also in adult uh, coaching and um, psychology and all the masterminds and the books and the things that we've been been to. There's this notion that when you're a kid, right, we talk about vulnerability. You don't when a kid is born, they don't have shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't have an ego. I'm sorry. They don't have an ego until they feel shame. Uh, and when they first experience shame, their ego is born. And for the rest of their life, they tap into their ego to cope with that shame. Yeah. And the way that I describe it to people uh, is um, like, um, well, the easiest way, I've got two scenarios, but the, the one, no, you're in construction, so you'll get it. A plumb line. You know what a plumb line is, right? The string hangs, the string hangs and with a metal weight. And that's how you know that the string is straight up and down, right? Vertical. So as a young kid, you don't have the capacity cognitively to develop healthy coping mechanisms. So you rely on your ego to get you through whatever moments of shame you experience. And you begin to build a brick wall around your true self, around your heart. And when you look to the plumb line to lay each layer of bricks, all the while, you could call it the devil, you could call it um, negative forces that are out there. But there's a there's a a superpower is what we'll say is in the uh, in the side on the side over there with the magnet Mm. and it's pulling that weight off. Right. So what you think is a plumb line is really not a plumb line. Mm. And so you build this wall around your heart. And until you stop as an adult and evaluate that wall, you cannot live from your true self. Mm. And Finding clarity of your future self is about examining why do I want what I want? Do I really want it? Is this really what I would choose if I had unlimited money, if I were in a different relationship, a different city, a different circumstance, a different job, whatever it is? Like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What is it going to take for you to die and not have any regrets? So I just try to ask people um, that simple question. If I ran into you and three years from now, five years from now, and this came straight from Jeff Woods whenever he asked me, you said life was amazing. You said it couldn't get any better. What's happening? Mm. How much money do you have in your checkbook? How much passive income do you have? Do you have passive income? What does your job look like? Do you even have a job for life to be amazing? What's happening? Mm. What are your key relationships look like? What does your physical health look like? Nobody's asking people those questions. 
not enough people, I should say, is asking people those questions. So that's what I find myself asking people all the time. If I run into you in three to five years from now, do you know what has to be happening for life to be amazing? And helping people find clarity of that vision is my number one goal. I love it. I want to be sensitive to your time, but also we've talked about a lot of amazing things and even just that line of questioning and in what you just took us through. Um, you have the Mentee Podcast. You're building this mastermind community. I'm just going to kick it over to you. Um, what what do you what do you want to say that you haven't said? Um, and then just tell us where where can we find you? How do we connect with you? And how do we become part of that? I'm going all in right now. Uh, so I have a real estate team and a brokerage. Uh, I'm a real estate investor. Um, I still have a childcare center. And what I think uh, is going to drive my vision of my future self is the talent that I can attract mm. to come into my world because I've learned from the various masterminds, coaches, the people that speak into my world. It's not about how, but it's about who. So my success is dependent on other people. And so it's about how, how well can I attract level five talent, as Jim Collins wrote about in his book, Good to Great. Um, and that's what I'm on a mission to do right now is to recruit level five talent at all levels. Level five talent doesn't mean that you have to be established and experienced. It just means that you have to be hungry, willing to learn and a hustler um, at an entry level position. It also does mean that I need uh, you know, an asset manager that is level five talent that's experienced. So I'm on a mission to recruit level five talent in all the businesses that we have, whether it's a real estate world, uh, real estate agent, loan officer, loan officer, assistant, title notaries, uh, title attorneys, um, child care providers, child care teachers, uh, investors, partners. I just want high quality people, level five talent. And I'm on a mission to attract those people. Um, so I'm going all in on our podcast and our mastermind community, the mentorship mastermind community uh, right now as a way to spread my wings, as a way to impact more people. And through impacting people and sharing our culture and who we are, I hope to find people who have uh, values that are in alignment with ours, who can reach out and say, you know what? I'm I'm who you're looking for. I'm one of your missing people. I'm I can do that and I'm currently in a job or I'm in a place that doesn't care about my future self. They don't care they don't ask me those questions that you ask your employees and your partners and your investors and I want to be around other people that are speaking that same language. So um what do you have? And we may or may not have something but at the same time you might and other people in my network might have an opening and if I could connect those people with those other people and just be a super connector, then my mission will be achieved. And I know that along the way, we'll recruit those folks that we need to continue to help us grow our uh, our business and our ecosystem. So uh, thementee.com is our website. Uh, I have the podcast, The Mentee Podcast. The whole premise of that show is I'm the mentee and every guest that I have on the show is my mentor. Mm -hmm. And so we ask questions and I'm, I'm, I'm seeking to learn from whatever perspective they bring to the table and simply recording those conversations so that in the absence of a mentor, you can borrow mine mm -hmm. and the conversations that we're having that I'm using to speak into my world can speak into other people's worlds as well. And that's the premise of the show. So, um, you know, our podcast is everywhere podcasts are played. So find your favorite player and go check us out. And we talk about all things, parenting, uh, business, 
key relationships, um, spiritual, uh, spirituality, physical health, finances. It's a variety of topics, and it's just about exposing people to new ideas, new concepts, so they can have more choices and um, decide for themselves what they want to uh, achieve, how they want to level up their world in whatever category of conversation that we uh, that we're having. That's amazing, man. And, you know, just listening to it and and just really what you're building, there's a lot of chaos and turmoil in the world right now. And I'll make this short, but I said on a podcast a while back, or actually I was speaking to a group and and I don't know where I had heard this, but I I told them, I said, listen, I keep hearing about this recession thing that's coming and I refuse to participate. And I've had people ask me, you know, like, Mike, what do you mean by that? And what I just heard you say is just one of the best um like explanations of what I'm talking about because you know people are scared and the real estate's changing and every, and I hear you saying I'm going to double down and triple down on helping people become a better version of themselves and coming into our world which is you're not I'm I'm not saying you don't have challenges coming at you or or that there's actually not a recession happening or anything else but it's times like this that guys like you that decide to double down and triple down on the culture piece and attracting top talent and and just being that mentor um, to other humans. That's what I'm saying when, yeah, there's a recession and and it doesn't matter how many times you say, you know, this isn't existing. It doesn't change the fact that there's things going on out there, but it's your perspective and the way you show up and how you're helping other people. So I love that. No doubt. And there's more people you hang around that think that way, the more you're going to think that way. And that's how opportunity is uncovered. Look, I was thinking this morning, Don Winter, you know, he was just an alarm sales guy. Yeah, He just sold home alarms. And then he got his real estate license and he had a guaranteed home sale program. Do you know what year that was that he launched his real estate uh, world? 2006, 2007. And then he was a realtor in 2008. And he took that guaranteed home sale program and turn it into what we now know as DLP, which is, do they manage $2 billion of real estate yet? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he found the gold in the midst of, for my lifetime, the greatest recession we've ever seen. Mm. And that's what he was able to turn it into. Those were my thoughts this morning as I woke up um, to face the challenges, the news, the whatever. Hey, this is opportunity for us all to shine. And I'm, I'm going to grab as much of it as I can. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we were talking about the world intersecting. It's my wife and I are flying to St. Augustine on October 17th. And we get to spend a day just us and Don and, and you know, just get to be his, I, I get to be the mentee. Dude, Don is one of my favorite people. He really, really is. That dude is passionate. He's driven. He's super clear on his values and his vision, and he executes. Um, I love it. I, I have mad respect and mad uh, admiration for Don Winter. He, he's awesome. So I want to follow up with you as a result of your day with him and see what all you learn. I, I'm, I want to soak it up like a sponge. I love it. Well, I appreciate you showing up and just, I knew it was going to be an amazing show. And just the way you show up in general is awesome. So one more time, where do people find you? TheMentee.com, www.TheMentee.com. And you can get, uh, you can email me, you can listen to my show, you can join the Mentorship Mastermind community, whatever, that's where you can reach me at. Any final words? 
this was fun, man. I appreciate the opportunity. And then we're going to have to trade, uh, trade spots, trade seats, because you got a lot of stuff that I want to be, uh, trained on or taught or exposed to. So we'll get, we'll get you on the books for, for the mint tea. Happy to do it, man. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.